0: But for today's episode, we here at the Patient's Do Podcast would like to thank our sponsor, Iron Horse Racing, for coming on and sponsoring this episode for all you good folks out there. Iron Horse Racing has no markup fees, state-of-the-art communication, and unparalleled transparency. So come see why IHR is one of the most exciting horse partnerships out there. For more information, please visit IHRacing.com or on Twitter at Racing with IHR. Use the code PODCAST and you can actually be eligible for a special gift. And and include that, that you're hearing it from us uh, when you reach out to them. So remember, Iron Horse Racing, if not now, then when. Welcome back to an episode with Peach and Stu in the same building. Back
1: in the lab, folks.
0: In, in the man cave, in the sports lab, where we're not doing sports science. We're drinking and yelling at each other. Peach, uh I know we've been out. We've been uh, hit and miss the last few weeks. Thank you all for listening. Our numbers are, are really great. A lot of folks tuning in, first-timers, welcome, returning, thank you. Uh, If you like what you hear, Peach, where can they go to find more?
1: Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Peach underscore Stucast, P-I-E-S-C-H underscore Stucast. And also you can find us on Spotify and iTunes.
0: And please, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, like, rate, subscribe, leave us a review. Um, and we appreciate it. We got some great things lined up, some big news uh, brewing. Uh, so when that drops, we'll drop it for you. But I want to jump right into it because last week, peace your episode. Uh, what does chemistry have to do about it? Uh, you gave uh, the Death Valley driver again to the Packers. It you hate it was, them. I don't hate them. It's
1: just, it was, you, it was a story, it okay. was a national story and whenever the Packers are a fun team to talk about. And, yeah, me, personally, yeah, I don't like them. Okay. But does that mean that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers aren't a fun team to talk about? No, they're, they're a blast to talk about. So, yeah, I will talk about them when I see wall-to-wall coverage on A-Rod in the Matt LeFleur scenario, marriage, whatever you want to call it. I love it. It's fun.
0: And then you move on. It's funny you bring up A, Then you moved on to the current ongoing issue with MLB and the Players Association. Essentially, things are still, you know, at an impasse. There's been an issue. 114-game season shut down. That offer from the players' union, the the owners gave them a 50-game offer, and cut contracts
1: players came back with a 32 game increase and the owners came back with a 32 game decrease how petty is that so love it
0: so we'll get to what all that means but in there i need you to state your position about what you feel uh who's in the right who's in the wrong because i i didn't get it last time when i heard you speak and i've been paying attention to your twitter and and you've been chirping a lot of folks. Uh, I need to know what your position is.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place on this issue. Um, Because it's a fluid situation and it keeps changing. Um, I understand where the players are coming from. I'm usually a player first guy. The owners, they run a business, they run an operation, they got to meet payroll. You take out tickets, you take out concessions. You take out, you have limited advertising by just the nature of this pandemic. Um, and now they're going to be playing with the NBA, with the NFL, with college football, with the NHL playoffs, if they even get a deal done. So I'm back, like, this is, this is where I came with this. Owners could probably make it work. Players are going to look bad. Players are still looking bad. They kind of threw a curveball at the owners over the weekend and offered full, full salaries, 114 games played, expanded playoffs, takes us into November. The owners we said, no, we're going to offer a 50-game schedule, 32 games less. Because if that's how you, if, if you won't play for anything more or anything less than what you're going to pay for, then that's the only way we can make your pro salaries work. And even then, we'll probably still take a loss. So the owners, they said, hey, we're going to have 50 games. Um, we're not going to play 114 because nobody knows what's going to happen with the pandemic. So therefore, we aren't going to risk having a playoff going into November. Um, because COVID, let's just say it comes back, second second round, second time around, and then all of a sudden, scrap the playoffs, and that's where a lot of revenue is made for the players and for the owners. So right now, at the, at scale of where you're talking about with the benchmarks, to my knowledge, to my research, to what I've seen, in order for the players to make the most money, they need to play at 82 games in order for the owners to even break even or try to break even, they have to, they have to play 82 games. And then let's just say they get a playoff, maybe the money starts coming in, maybe fans are back in, maybe it gets scrapped because of COVID, but let's just say fans come back in. Then you can come with a different agreement in the contract and say, hey, you know, now we're making more money, let's divvy this out to the best of our abilities, Based off a prorated system, just for now, and then next year we'll go back into our MLB MLBPA, you know, discussions. But players don't seem to understand that these teams, the money they make, they're not—they're not the whole billionaire argument. Billionaire pay for everything. It's like. They're not pocketing that. There's no magic pool for this money, where this money exists. I know you're going to say, open the books, open the books. But the truth of the matter is, is that these owners, for the most part, the good, the good ones, and I would imagine that most owners, unless you're the Miami Marlins, want to be competitive, want to reinvest in their teams, and they do. They reinvest, they upgrade stadiums, they update facilities, they do all that, and then at the end, at least based off of a radio conversation I heard this morning on the junkies, it's like, they break even, make some money. Like they, baseball's a huge operation. So, you know, and I just don't get the arguing over money really right now. It's like, hey, we're in a pandemic, it's so unprecedented. You got the NHL making deals in good faith. You got the NBA making deals in good faith. You got, you got uh, um, MLS making deals in good faith you got European soccer back, golf back. All these different sports are coming back because they recognize this isn't the time to argue about money. So ultimately I side with, I'm sympathetic with the players. I side with the owners, but my, the situation is fluid and I, I can go either way. But right now that's where I stand and I'm gonna stay there loosely. I, I, I reserve the right to switch.
0: Oh, I know. You you, you yeah. got the flip flops on. Chancletas are on.
1: And I think that they just need to get it done because it's a bad look for the sport. They've been losing they've been losing entrance since ninety-four lockout. The ratings are down across the board. It doesn't really resonate with people anymore as much as it used to. Stu just came off a decade of the Tigers being good, so he was all in, but now he's off. He's telling me he won't even he's telling me he might not even might not even watch. Or care or do anything with the MLB this year. Yeah, you remember when you said in January, February, we were doing AL and NL preview.
0: So, so here's my thing, right? I'm much more of a fan of MLB when my Tigers are good, but I still drive up to Baltimore and I go see the Tigers play the Orioles. Okay?
1: Why do you do that, though? Cause, do, do you do that for the love of the Tigers? Or do you do that because um, Oriole, uh, Camden Yards is just an awesome experience for anybody who likes the sport?
0: Okay, so here's the thing. Camden Yards is great, but you damn well know that drive <laughs> up to Baltimore is rough. Getting on the Washington-Baltimore uh, Parkway, it's a, it's a fucking mess.
1: Two-way traffic going one way both sides. Just think about interstate traffic jam-packed on the back
0: roads have you ever been out to the pacific northwest i5 that's what it is um you know i i go to see my tigers i love being out at the ballpark i love being at the you know uh camden's a great ballpark and i i like watching the game of course i love my team but i need to get i need to get back to to what you said a few points it's important they open up the books. Because we need to understand, like, look, you're not paying any concessions, you're not paying any parking. What is the big item that teams make money off of? Media deals. Still gonna have radio. Still gonna have TV. Right.
1: Against the NFL, against the NBA, against the NHL, against MLS. Okay. Against, against college. You want you want to hear
0: a fun story? That doesn't fucking change the number that's already been agreed on because there's a contract. You just have to show up and play so that you fulfill your contract.
1: So, what does Fox Sports do when they have overlap between the Masters, or I'm sorry, not the Masters, but like overlap between Fox NFL Sundays, college football Saturdays, uh, coverage of golf tournaments, and so, and, and LeBron James going first fourth?
0: From a purely monetary—that's
1: an honest question. What happens?
0: So purely from a monetary aspect, the owners still make money because the deal's already been made, right? Now, what do they do? Yeah, baseball's gonna get bumped, and and we're gonna get to that in a second. But I think for me, yes, the owners aren't being transparent. I think they're look. You cannot sit there and tell me the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Who load up that that god awful orange juice uh, stadium?
1: Tropicana Field.
0: Yeah, the the orange box. Bring it back. Yeah, uh, they they load it up with seven, eight thousand people some nights.
1: No, not at all. But still, it's not like that's not uh, it doesn't like it doesn't actually matter. Like I know what you're coming to. They
0: are still worth like like look. I mean, look it up in Forbes. If you wanted to go buy the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, it's not the cost of what the Toledo Mudhens are, right? Really? Yeah. Like, it's well, crazy. Sure sure you if you about. own a professional sports team nowadays. You have a ton of equity. The Wilpons balked at a deal for $2 billion for the Mets. And they suck. And I like the Mets, but they suck.
1: Side note, I really hope J-Lo and the Mets. Like low well, key, Derek Jeter versus like the Miami Marlins versus you know, Aaron and the Mets. Like it's just the glam, the hate, like she, all of it. It sounds awesome. I yeah.
0: hate to say this too, but she's gonna turn sixty and she's gonna be roll tied and we're gonna have we're gonna have to have a chat
1: role time for the rest of her life probably. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston included. In what's, her, uh, what's the Hurley girl? What's her first name? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hurley? Hurley. She's Hurley. almost
0: 70 and it's like, good night. But okay, we got to get off Elizabeth it's, Hurley. It's
1: better than most Instagram influencers.
0: Yeah, that's actually true. But um, I, I look at these small market teams still make money. Yes, granted, there is revenue sharing that goes into that, but your media deals are the big thing. Advertising advertising hey how much money does it cost for comerica to put comerica park out there how much money is target paying for target field there are tons of built-in monetary incentives that first deal the owners gave to the players was bullshit the way that half the teams and uh the a's are the big ones
1: yeah like what, what what about that then why are the a's not paying rent you tell me, Can me. explain that to me? If, I mean, like, yeah, I don't know how to play games,
0: but, like... No, they're not paying rent because there's been an ongoing dispute over that stadium for decades. I they wanted to move... Ever. Yeah, no, they wanted to move to San Jose. And they have been doing this parlay against the city of Oakland because the Coliseum is dead. I mean, it's absolutely dead, and they want to get their new stadium.
1: Why does Oakland... So much. Raiders, you know,
0: uh, well, the A's, the A's don't do anything to help because the A's have continuously told the city of Oakland, hey, uh, you pay 80, we pay 20, sound good. And Oakland's already kind of, oh, I don't know, bankrupt. So it doesn't really make sense, right? That's why Golden State moved out and went back to San Fran. That's why the Raiders left.
1: Huge upgrade for Oakland. huge upgrade for both of them. Las Vegas and San Fran, like, for the players, they're all millionaires. So, like, yeah, it doesn't works. matter what rent is or taxes are.
0: It works, but that's my point. Like, you, you talk about, oh, well, they built the stadiums. A lot of these teams, if you look around, like, uh, uh, these teams, for the most part, for the most part, have sweetheart deals. They have sweetheart deals and tax breaks that don't stop because you're not playing ball games. These guys are billionaires. Yes. Could they lose 40 million, 30 million? Yes. But there is still when you're talking about losing 30 million off an evaluation of 1.2 billion, I I, I, I can save it. Now the players, yes, the players have a real issue because they're asking for the moon. If you're, pay- if you're playing That's half my a issue. season, That's my
1: issue.
0: if you're going to play 82 games and you say, hey, you're prorating my salary, correct? So uh, you're going to pay me $15 million to play 82 games. It's a fair deal. It's a fair deal. But at the same time, uh, what th- things like David Price is doing, paying $1,000 out to the minor leaguers. Yeah. Hey, cre- yeah, well, he's paying a 1000 a month to each minor oh, leaguer. Really nice. Yeah. Um and you, you could do something where okay, you say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna pay you 80% of your pro rated salary or what back-loaded. have you.
1: That's what I want.
0: Yeah, backload it. The players can the players can offer it. The real issue, and this is the real issue, this is the crux of the problem, folks. The owners don't want a salary cap anymore. That's it. Uh, yeah, I, bingo. That is the reason why you're seeing this.
1: I totally agree with you that you're seeing some you're seeing the owners tilt their hand a little bit there. Like next year. I guarantee they lock out. The MLB and the MLPA. Like I think they come back this year after after all this fighting, but next year I think the owners are gonna be No, we want a salary cap. And I honestly I I, I get it every other The salary
0: cap would be best for the sport honestly
1: i agree because you know you can have a bunch of min market teams compete like the twins would actually do well more so if if cuz they operate on a 100 million 100 million dollar salary or a cap usually around there 100 to 110 and like the yankees are like 180 like, for the longest
0: time the twins were at 70 yeah 70 yep. million as they a cap
1: they so like what happened is in like 08 09 10 they invested a ton of money and went for it best in baseball got swept but sorry they got swept by uh, the Yankees and then they sold sold it all and they operated and it went back down to like 70 75 50 in that rate in that range uh, but historically the twins always try to operate at like a 70 80 million dollar range but it's not feasible in today's baseball because the Dodgers the Red Sox Yankees uh now even uh um the A's to a certain extent, they just pay for the moon for these elite players.
0: The A's.
1: Not the A's, sorry, the Angels. Okay. And it's Well, you gotta pay
0: Mike Trout. Mike Trout's the best player of I know, this but generation. Like,
1: but like these long term deals of like thirteen years, four hundred and eighty million, they're wild. And they're not in the owner's best interest. You know that.
0: No, it's a, negative, it's a negative value, and that was part of the deal with Bryce Harper last year is that, yes, you're going to make money on merchandise and you're going to have that, but he's a two fifty hitter hitting 30 home runs and 100 RBIs, and he's robbed deer with a little bit more contact.
1: Yeah, not good at defense, can't do bases. No, horrible, horrible. Yeah.
0: So, like, what it comes down to is this is a power play, and what's at risk is if you see the NBA come back and the NHL come back, which I think is going to happen before, it is, it is it, while it is happening, but we, when you see the first tip-off in Orlando or the first puck drop in Arizona or wherever, um, and baseball is still trying to figure out what they're going to do, death,
1: sentence. It's
0: death, it's death, and I love the game, but when you just, and you're going to probably have a lockout. Tony Clark, the head of the players' union, is very much. uh, I mean, if you read the rhetoric, it's. I don't think
1: he negotiates. I don't. I don't think he has the best interest of the
0: players. I think I completely disagree. Because you got to remember the players' union, the head of the MLBPA is going to be forward and out front. And, you know, he's representing the players, I think, very fairly. And if I was him, I don't want a salary cap. They fought for the sa- for the salary cap to go away and and not ever be institutionalized, and they won that, right? Right. Why would you give that up? Right. Mike Trout doesn't make forty million dollars a year. Right. Miguel Cabrera isn't making twenty seven million dollars a year. Right.
1: That's not one of those long term deals that wasn't good in best interest for the truck Tigers. You think? <laughs> but um, yeah. So right. Okay. You say all that stuff, but my thought is. These these players need the baseball need baseball to happen in order to make money. So the MLB owners could just be like, hey, you know what? Screw you guys. We're done this year. We'll see you next year. Well, I Let's think see if we get something done. Because like, and, and this is why I think players are messing up and they're not negotiating in their best interest. Because yes, some of the shit the owners are pulling is bullshit. I agree. These players are should are, should be fighting for every dollar, every money, every every cent that they're owed. But you're potentially going into a hostile negotiation as it is before COVID and all this shit next year. And now's the time where to put the the petty stuff aside and just be like, hey, you know, let's figure something out. Let's abandon both sides, the owners included, just like Let's come to a prorated agreement. Let's come to something. Let's get games in, and let's not lose the public good faith. Next year, we can hash all of this out because you know they're going to. And right now, it just poisons the well, and it's not going to end well for the sport, for the fans. And that's our thing. I firmly believe that the MLB, uh, Players Association, and owners don't give a shit about the fans. I,
0: I think what it's boiling down to is – in 94, the year the Expos won the World Series, and they were locked out. They were going to win that World Series. My Expos were going to win. That
1: would have been so awesome. That could have changed the whole future of the Expos.
0: Uh, I don't, uh, but in 94, you have the lockout. And baseball was dead after it came back. And it took the McGuire-Sosa home run challenge, the juiced up challenge, to bring it back. And then you had the steroids era, and progressively you're seeing fans leave. And I think if they can't come to an accord in the next week or two, really it needed to be by this week because you're going to get into the NBA in a sec. But if you not if you don't have a, a deal in place, then whew, uh, it, what already was a dwindling uh, fan base is going to be even less. And that means less money. For uh, media rights, that means less money at uh, concessions, less money in tickets, and it's going to be a real hard time, and baseball will slot firmly into that third or fourth sport.
1: Maybe even, I think fourth. I mean, honestly, like, a lot of people ridicule the NHL season or they don't talk about it a lot, but, like, they, a lot of people love the NHL playoffs. A lot of people love the NBA regular season and playoffs. Shit, everybody loves football. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this is has the potential to be a catastrophe for the MLB. Stairway era, you know, baseball starting to blackball players that they totally knew it was going on when it was happening. And then now they're trying to make sure that they can never be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, trying to adhere to historic principles of baseball, not willing to change anything. You know, it's just – it gets exhausting. Like, the steroid era was a part of baseball. Players knew it. Owners knew it. Commish knew it, in my opinion. I mean, I, they all knew it. I mean, let's not be dumb. And I think it turned a lot of people off when you just start blackballing players – um, I just think that they need to own who they are, start being flexible, do something for the fans. You have the opportunity to be the first team, the first league, big league, back in America and have all that airtime with millions of fans watching a regular season game in July that I normally wouldn't. And I don't understand how you miss out on that opportunity. It's wild to me. And all over money. And it sucks because I just think that we deserve better. Um, and I think the players and the owners should come to some accord because I guarantee you, I'm going on a wild prediction right now. Baseball in 2021, not happening. Uh-huh. Not happening.
0: Well, what is happening is the NBA is coming back? Pish, what, what's the update on the NBA?
1: The NBA is back. they are expected to vote on a 22-team format down in Orlando tomorrow. Um, they're going to play eight regular season games. And then, you know, some of the, like, that's good stuff. I love that. Like, let's just get back. Let's start playing. Let's start, let's give American sports, sports that we all can get behind. Um, some gimmicky things though, like they're, they're trying to, you know, what are you going to do for the one seed or the people that earned it? And they're, they're, they're flirting with like giving seeding, like uh, possession to start each quarter in the second, third, and fourth. They're talking about importing like the home team's court down to Orlando to play on down there.
0: So all so, of this
1: different stuff. So, so it's just, just to get down there and play some basketball.
0: Some of the possession and things like, like that, you saw at the All-Star game this year, and there is talk about redoing some, some of the rules of basketball. And they're talking – they're trying it out in the All-Star game. And, you know, I, I think it's worthwhile, I guess. Um, NBA coming back, NHL's coming back with the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, we're getting, we're getting close.
1: Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't understand why they got to take until July 31st though. Like literally they ease restrictions for a day, and you're up and next thing you know, boom, we got a game scheduled for 2 weeks later for these soccer leagues. Hey, and re- they're traveling to each other's home stadiums. Hey,
0: real quick before as we're winding it down coming in that uh final stretch. You you were chirping me about Cod Football rankings.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't terping you. I was saying that some we got some really interesting rankings this year so far. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to be said, and a lot to still happen between now and signing day. But like the top teams are a little different this year, in the top 20. You got Tennessee in the top five, you got USC four, North Carolina five, you have uh, Minnesota nine, and this is all according to 24-7. Um, composite rankings, what they do is they take all the rankings available and throughout the internet and compile them and give an average. Uh, my Wolverines are six, but that's not that means nothing to me. <laughs> to help me be Ohio State and go to the college football playoff.
0: Because usually we're
1: between five and fifteen. Um, but Oregon ten. Miami eleven. Iowa twelve. I guess what I'm trying to get at here is that you have te- the big ten Is resurging in the rankings. You got Ohio State at one, Michigan at six, Minnesota at nine, Iowa at twelve. Shocking that Iowa's that high. Actually, I've never seen it that high. Maryland at thirteen. Midwestern schools should be Big Ten. Notre Dame fifteen. They'll probably go higher. Uh, Wisconsin at seventeen. Penn State eighteen. And this is my favorite. Rutgers at nineteen. Rutgers it's she, it's it's fun
0: Shiano's building something there but i would i would say and and i didn't i didn't text this back to you but you know it, it is june 3rd as we record right we we're we're so far away from signing day and so many top prospects on the board have the same set of schools alabama georgia lsu auburn texas a&m it's the same schools there's a tons of kids that are going to go to Alabama this year. There are a ton of kids that are going to go to LSU in Georgia and Auburn, the South.
1: Auburn, twenty-four.
0: This it hasn't been decided yet, and but
1: here's the, this is my point why it's interesting, Stu. Alabama has never been forty-fourth.
0: How many kids do they have signed? How many kids do they have signed? I
1: don't know how many kids. How many right now that have committed or signed i'm not sure or
0: committed committed yeah because you can't sign yet.
1: they have six and i understand it what you're trying to say is like yeah wait until throughout the year either way i know they're gonna get more recruits i know they're gonna skyrocket but usually at this time every single year they are second or one but not this year i just think that's interesting i'm not saying it means anything i'm just saying it's
0: interesting. It's, it's interesting. It doesn't mean anything doesn't, yet.
1: Recruiting doesn't mean anything. You it does. That.
0: No, recruiting does oh, mean something. it does? It does.
1: I got a Spartan fan. The rally cry of the Michigan State Spartans were like, recruiting doesn't mean anything for like 10 years. And now we're
0: okay, so recruiting means something when you're getting top players, yeah, right? right? The reason why Alabama's so good is because they get 25, 26 kids a year. They're all uh, uh, elite players, right? Yep. And you can have tryouts. Michigan gets excellent talent. They get excellent players. You make some good points there. We'll have Scott Bernstein on the show. We'll talk recruiting. That show's coming up. But uh, we've had a lot of issues on this show. Um, We're going to suss this out. And uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, please like, rate, subscribe, download, uh, give us a review. Hit us up at Peach underscore StuCast. And until next week, I'm Peach. I'm Stu. And we will see you later.